Loosen your seatbelts. Going to be a bumpy night. Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Time for your next adventure. Welcome back to the Magical Mandatory Midnight Special, everybody. We got a special treat for you this evening. Um, what? You, what? Josh was telling me to take a headphone off my ear. You do this thing where, like, when you have headphones on, you like I talk too loudly. You talk way too loud. Yes, yeah, see, I, I take it <laughs> so off one it's, ear. It's good right to just take off one ear, you know. All right, do the radio okay. thing. All right, here we go. That aside, we got a special guest on tonight. We haven't had a guest in a minute. We got a returning yeah. boy, uh, Ethan Goforth, Wyatt's Wyatt's brother. Well, Ethan, yeah. get, sh- say sh- say hello, say hello, and good evening to the uh, ladies and gentlemen. Hello and good evening to the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, not you know, put everybody, in your own words. Everybody, keep in mind, Ethan doesn't have the best mic. You know, he's he's on a phone tonight. He's not like us who have paid the money for the good mics. Us, I was grandfathered in. <laughs> grandfathered into the good equipment <laughs> hold on I gotta ask this is that Jamark in the background is he watching TV uh, he's actually writing something oh well never mind oh but you probably that clunking is the dryer oh yeah dang it bro you are an adolescent podcaster no one starts the dryer yeah as right, you're about the dryer to was going <laughs> no, you're, the dryer was just going. let it let it be man let it be midnight special special it's gonna we're raw yeah. and real here people can hear the click and it's all right so let it be <laughs> so ethan what's going on in your world i heard you uh you did some preaching this evening yeah i uh preached that brother brother leon uh leon johnson's church very nice beulah baptist church beulah baptist beulah baptist <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, I preached out of Psalm twenty. So, and what is Psalm twenty's you know, content? In a, in summary, um, in a victory they're anticipated, mm-hmm. but they're praising as though it's already been won. You know, the battle because gotcha. they're preparing for battle essentially. Ooh, gotcha. Very nice. So, so they're saying, "Lord, to praise you for the victory before they have won." So it's 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 a good one. Very good, very good. Um, hey Ethan. Uh, so Yo. we got a lot of podcasts to get to, but I wanted to bring this up to talk to you because nobody really has talked to you about this yet. I know you can't see me on the screen, but you can hear me. Hopefully, um, yeah. We're doing sober October starting this weekend. You know the first. Mm-hmm. I I know you don't partake in any of the the, the drinking. At least, uh, you know you're a good good little boy, but. We're doing workout challenges and everything. Um, okay. We're doing 50 push-ups a day. We're doing tw- uh, 30 minutes. 30 minutes of gym time. Gym Of gym time, like either cardio, weights, something like that. As long as you're in the gym for 30 minutes. And I was curious if you're, if you're in, if you want to join yeah, us in. Yeah, I mean, sure. I, I can do the 50 push-ups a day, no problem. Yeah. Um, I should... Sometime this week, start going to the gym, at least for, you know, I won't be able to be there every day just because of classes. How about this? School, Let's do scheduling. this. Let, for, if, if you, if you want to be a part of it, 
we won't require specifically gym for access, but you have to do gym related exercises. So either either more push-ups or you could do, you know, sit-ups, you could do jumping jacks, you could just or you can go on like a 30-minute walk, stuff that you yeah. might do like on a treadmill, but you have to do 30 minutes of other exercises as well that you think you need at this moment in your life. Oh. Yeah. Does that sound cool? Yeah, I can do that. I was doing that before Maranatha, and I won't be difficult to get back on See, it. See, that's what I'm saying. We brought him in on this, but now he's just going to school us all. Yeah. So the way this works, and there, there's also a third part to this, which is 15 minutes a day of something that you have to choose yourself. So a unique challenge. For me, it is a form of sitting down and clearing my mind daily of the 15 minutes of stress, of worry, of anything, and whether whether I, I use it that time to pray a little bit or I just use that time to try to push out any thoughts that try to pull, creep in, you know what I mean? Or try mm-hmm. to take up my mind. It's a practice of being able to control and have discipline over my mind and how it affects me. So I'm, I'm using that. I believe Wyatt said he's doing 15 minutes of crochet. Oh, yeah. And, um, and then I'm trying to do 15 minutes of being consistent with like picking up a book and reading at least 15 minutes a day because, you know, I need to get in the habit of just, you know, reading, reading at a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So it's ba- it's kind of a personalized 15 minute daily challenge. So if you and if you do that, you get an extra point. So the way the point system works is a point for each. 50 push-ups a day, a point for the 30 minutes of gym time, and you get an extra point if you do this extra uh, extra credit activity. So three points a day. But it's something you you have to decide for yourself based on what you think you need to find some discipline in in your life. Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah. What are you? What are your initial thoughts? What any anything that sticks out that you've been mulling over? Discipline, discipline. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe fifteen minutes of consistent uh, effort in memorizing Greek okay. vocabulary. Sheesh. Because <laughs> um, I'm an intermediate Greek this year, and it's uh, it's hard. Yeah, I would imagine. So, yeah, Greek's a tough one. No, I think Greek is easy. Well, it's a dead language. <laughs> Greek, is, yeah, you know, you, I do it in my spare time and all. A little bit of Greek, a <laughs> little bit of Greek here and there. A little bit of light, light, light. Reading. A little bit of light Greek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Pick it, up what your it, Greek New Testament. Do you know how to speak any Greek? Like based on the reading of the words, like what does it sound like? The language. Uh, let me think. In, uh, I'm gonna think of one of them. I'll just hey, I'll give you a paradigm. Okay. A paradigm is basic is basically um first person, third person, you know. Yes. Uh for Luo, Luo would be the first person meaning I loose or I let go. It'd be mm-hmm. Luo, Luis, Luai, Luaman, Luete, uh Luusi. And then there's something called a movable new at the end, which is essentially in that you can take away or add. Okay. Lu Luusin. And then the other another paradigm would be um, Luan, Luis, Luen, Luaman, Luete, Luan. And then Luo, Luomai, Luetai, Luamatha, Luesta, Luontai. 
Most Greek words have those endings. Okay. Those endings tell you um, if it's plural. They tell you if it's in um, if it's uh, if it has an article. The uh, those were for verbs, mm-hmm. and they tell you if it's plural, plural, singular. Um, nouns have their own endings, um, and it tells you if uh, who's speaking: he, she, okay. it, they. You know, so it's. Greek is a very fluid language. That means the uh, the uh, subject could be at the end of the sentence, like I am talking on the phone. Yeah, or talking or on it I. could be phone talking on. Yeah, I am. Like you know, like Yoda. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter where the sentence structure because the ending of each word tells you where it is. Yeah. Hey, tells you what it means. I'm, I'm curious. So that's it, it, you might have not. Uh, is it like masculine, fa- masculine and feminine, being like you know a lot of languages. Uh, let me just use Spanish for example. You know, you know it's going to be a or o for masculine, feminine. Even if it's not like this cup is either masculine or feminine. It's not. Yeah. It's not about referring to a person as masculine or feminine. No, it's. it's- it's not gender. It's okay. just word classification. Okay. You know, it's not whether one sounds more masculine or feminine. It's just word classification. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, so you win then? Sober October <laughs> challenge? You win? Sure. Heck okay. yeah. Right. Are we going to start a group chat for this? Or yeah, grab group yeah. Text? start a group text for this. Yeah, group chat. The first thing I'm, I'm going to say, I'm nervous about this month. Yeah. Not nervous that I can't accomplish it. I'm just nervous about. I'm always nervous getting into October since we started this mm-hmm. three years ago. Been nervous. How many sober Octobers we've we done? Three. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's gonna be difficult for you. I feel like this month because he's been uh, Ethan. He's been complaining to us for literally three weeks now. I don't. If you if you know his. Uh, uh, Mackenzie's pregnant, so he's like, I gotta have yeah. meat. Mackenzie will not let me cook any meat because it makes her sick. And so he's like, I gotta have a steak. I gotta have a burger. I've gotta... He's like, I can't... I haven't had meat, physical meat, in a, in like three weeks. You gotta and, get that physical meat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, other than, other than the other than the bacon, you stopped at their apartment to cook. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a right? while ago. That was a yeah. while ago. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta pick that back up just for my meat intake. I guess so. Honestly, I mean, as long as you you clean your dishes, you, we're good with that. All right, I'll I'll cook some meat over here for sober October. I gotta get that made. In. Made Joe. So um, so yeah, I mean, we we I feel like we got sober October in the bag. We got yeah. four participants, three that will be giving you live updates regularly, mm. and um. And that, that that's good. I feel like we've always gotten right up to the edge. We're of also October. celibate <laughs> throughout the entire. <laughs> We're hey, all practicing that, celibacy. Very, very easy for me. Yeah, <laughs> no, I easy. got you. <laughs> no, no, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> easy for Joe too. Wait, hey, no, no, no. Okay, wait. I okay. No, you can say no comment if you feel like you don't want to comment on this because I. Uh, it, no comment. I don't like where this is leading. Okay. No. I want to know the question. No, the question was, I've I've heard 
you know, certain, you know, people can can want that when when they're pregnant. No, no comment. Okay, no comment. So, no comment. No, so I I know that I know that towards the end of the pregnancy, if the baby's not, if the baby's having trouble, uh, if the you know we're having trouble with the water breaking, a little bit of intimacy between parents can help nudge help, it along. Help it along mm. is what I've heard. That's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll get intimate. But it's if a little any... bit. But it's a little bit like you know, loving up on a beach ball. Huh? <laughs> you know, from what I've from what I've heard from what I've read, you're referring to a pregnant wife as a beach ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Dang it, man! We got to clean it up. We got Ethan here. He's a pastor. <laughs> no, no, no. He's all right. We got to clean this up. I'm good, bro. Um, so I'll, I'll, married I'll, one day. He's, if, he's gonna be married one day. Gonna, if I think you're skirting, if I think you're skirting, we gotta have a safe word. I'll, I'll mention it. Gotta have yeah. a safe word. Say, um, I mean, he's gonna be married Wyatt one day. Loves his gaps. My and gap, my day, my gap. <laughs> Are you saying I'm Willem Dafoe? <laughs> I love my gaps. I love my gaps. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll just, I'll just go like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'll say, step off. No, no, you're you're a you're a Southern boy in a ba- in Baptist communities. You got to go like, hold on there, brother. <laughs> that's what you got to okay, do. That's hold do. on there, brother. That's what I do. All right. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey. So, uh, why? Uh, not why? I mean, why? If you want, if you want to share, you're welcome to. I want to know what people's been watching lately. We haven't done a we haven't done a watch check in. Mm. I w- I would like to talk about this actually. This is not so much watch as listen. So that wasn't the baby. question. Dude. Well, this is we could. This is You're something we could talk about. It. We could. This is something we could talk about. Um. So, Rhett McLaughlin, you already know what I'm about to get into. Yes. You know what I'm about to get into. Um. So, Rhett McLaughlin, off of uh, you know, Good Mythical Morning. Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link has come out with a full-length album, several songs. I don't know how many songs. It's like 10 songs about their deconstruction from Christianity. They grew up in a Southern, I don't know if it was Baptist, it but was Baptist. Southern, you know, um, I guess Baptist household. And when they went to California, they had some... Well, it, it started before they left. They start. It started before they left, but they started questioning belief of you know being in the church and stuff. And so he came out with an album, and a lot of it. I showed Wyatt one song. You've listened to some of it. Have you listened to the whole album yet? I think I listened to one other song. I haven't listened. So to the whole album yet. he's come out with several. He's come out with the full album at this point, and a lot of it is you know hit how. The, the whole album is how he's processing emotions during the time of kind of deconstruction, constructioning their faith is what they're calling it. So, like, the relationship with him and his wife, and he's being like, well, I no longer believe in Jesus or believe I'm not no longer a Christian. And I have this relationship with a wife who is Christian, so how how am I going to do this? And... He 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 wrote a song about 
her his still being in love with her and st- everything like that and how they are still continuing their relationship and he did one about his parents he did one about his kids he did one um done a few about just his internal feelings internal feelings he did three <clears throat> that were ending the album you haven't listened to these yet specifically to the church and they were kind of they weren't um i listened to them they weren't actually that that bad uh, there was a few that were i felt very like there was like a jab at someone who's still part of like still follows and calls themselves christian but the last three that he talked about to the church it wasn't very much a jab it was more of um why do we why do you find these things wrong and then other things not wrong and yeah. it, it actually felt very poignant like very like well, it's just something it's to think about food for thought yeah. for someone who is exiting the faith yeah, that's what that. That's yeah, what he well, was it was to the do. it was the third song that I heard that was like there. That was the strongest one. He yeah, had that on. was like it was, straight up. It was called "Rude." Give a dude blasphemous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, insulting. Yeah, you know. And I was like, all right, well, you know, don't respect you for that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I kind of lose. It's not. Uh, it's not like a loss of respect. I respect anybody who's made it to a level that they've made it. But you respect a, them in a, a, a... Achieved what they have achieved. In a professional level. Right. Though, not an, in a On a professional level, level yeah. Um, that recognition is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there is more... Um, I think there's more bravery. There's yeah. more responsibility. Uh, there's more strength in having faith than not having it. Yeah, I think it's much easier to be like, no, nah, I don't have to believe in anything, mm. right? And, and but a lot of people make it about it's like, oh, it's this, it's this difficult thing because everybody's questioning you. Mm. You can ignore people, yeah, you know. Um, and I think it's easier to ignore God than acknowledge. Him. Well, so a big thing he talked about, and he actually did a listening party on their podcast, Ear Biscuit. Did you listen to that? Uh, no, not yet. Um, so he specifically talked about at the end of it. He said, "They he doesn't he doesn't believe that there is not a god. He's kind mm-hmm. of he's agnostic. He, yeah, agnostic, he's agnostic. Yeah. Where he believes there's a god, but I don't know. He he said the core of what I believe right now is, and how how he put it was he he's trying to put love at the forefront of, of everything that he believes, mm-hmm. of, like, loving other people type right. thing. And I don't truly think that love is enough. Yes, yeah. you should love. What I took away from it, and then we can kind of get off of it because you guys didn't well, listen love, to the whole thing. Love is a broad word. There are multiple Everything that he said, except for that one song that was very, like, you know, felt very blasphemous, it is something that I think I listened to and I was like, you know, everything he's saying is kind of a good way of looking at things, and we should question these things. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it from someone who's still a Christian, and yeah. the core, you should question these things, but then yet, it, that doesn't make you not a Christian if you question things a little right. bit. And he just even, took it, yeah. Go ahead. Were you going to say anything? Even, even uh, you know, pastors and preachers, and we we all have our moments of of doubt you know yeah. uh one thing that i do 
probably every few days is stop. And I think without meaning to, is this even real? You know, mm-hmm. is God even, is God even real? You know, if he, if he, if he's not, if he isn't real, you know, what, what am I doing? What's the point? You know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's a moment of, of doubt. Sorry, kill a mosquito. But, you know, for me, that, that's a regular occurrence. And that, that's where the, that verse, um, in second second corinthians chapter 10 comes up you know taking every thought captive and bringing it into the obedience of christ you know we have those moments those thoughts and those times of doubt everyone does Mm -hmm. you know um and we you know i use scripture like i'm supposed to you know and reaffirm my faith you know daily you know you, you have to do that it takes more faith for to uh to be an agnostic, it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian, because what they're dealing with is the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm dealing with the known. You know, there's a lot about God we don't know, but the Bible clearly gives us a lot we do know, you know, mm-hmm. so. And every day, it's more easier and more for me to believe that accounts in Scripture are being proven true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people yeah. say it it disproves. But if you really look at the details, nothing is contradicting. No, mm-hmm. um, and you just have to, you just have to work to not let people deceive you because there's a lot of people that try to skew information. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it's also it's also popular nowadays. It's a fad nowadays to to be anti-Christian, right? Or you know to be flippant of Christianity. Yeah. Um. Not of not of Muslims, not of Buddhists. No, not no, of those are right. Those are uh, oppressed groups. Right, those are oppressed groups. It's it's more yeah, fad. They, they do it's more fad. It's more fad to be uh, flippant of Christianity because it's we're familiar with it. Mm. Everybody's familiar mm-hmm. with it. We've grown up in a country with it. Um, you know, but. And, and, you know, we've all kind of seen the positives and negatives of it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, I think some people have had different and worse situations um, than others. And, you know, that's, ex- that's expected. What's, what's that in the background? I'm trying to talk. Turn that off. <laughs> um, he, he's doing that on purpose. And so... So I understand what it's about, but it's also like if we're going to live in this country where everybody gets to be free, mm-hmm. everybody gets to be, you know, to do their thing, then I don't think that I don't think that um you know, continuously calling out or um being angry at Christianity is, you know, what's what's the point, mm-hmm. right? That's uh, it's honestly it's kind of played out. It's a tired subject. It's tired. Yeah, you know, we get why you don't like it. Yeah, there there's a lot of things that you find humorous or silly in, particularly right. the Torah, which was a roadmap <clears throat> of 
a standard of living that wasn't spent wasn't but, meant to be held but up should, to shouldn't, you know, in a serious way. If we're taking if we're taking modern culture into perspective, shouldn't you respect everybody's religion? Mm. Yeah, unless it's Early. unless it's traditionally a you know, it came to America through you know European Catholic means. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it it's not. It's not respected because it's it's a it's a religion of the white people at this right, point. Right? Yeah. You know the modern I mean? the modern villain is the white. Guy. Because even the Jews, yeah. pre- I mean, you have the Messianic Jews that definitely accept Christ, but a majority of people in Israel and Jewish people, even in this country and in Europe and all over the world, uh, still hold to Judaism, still hold to the Torah, still hold to the law, mm-hmm. and believe that the Lion of Judah has not yet arrived. So, <clears throat> in some ways. It's the same with political issues. If something is historically white and historically white male, or at least approached by white male, Josh has got his squinting up his face, it's just not going to be loved on. Mm-hmm. It's going to actually be hated on. And it, yeah. we're going to have to get used to that because it's not getting better. Yeah. yeah. It's True. definitely not getting better. Yeah. The, the thing is, no one, no one sees, like, Pastor David is over in Egypt right now. Oh, give, give us a, no give one, us a brief. Uh, for people that are listening that don't know who Pastor David is, will you will you okay. briefly explain yeah. who he is and what he does regularly? Pastor David is my pastor. He's been the pastor of Peachtree Baptist Church for um, about fifty years now. Um, he started pastoring the church a couple years after Vietnam, <laughs> um, and, uh, and he does a lot. He's of also, missions overseas and everything. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's also the the uh, director of the, my Bible college. And right now he's on a trip to Egypt teaching a module, which is basically a condensed semester of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's teaching all day, every day. And he's going to be over there for three more weeks. He's been over there about a week and um, he'll be going to South Sudan in a couple of weeks. Um so, but, but what I was going to say is people don't see that. Yeah. They don't see the heart, the a room with, you know, maybe two white guys in there, two or three <laughs> white guys. And um, the rest of it is filled with very big, very tall, very boisterous black men, mm-hmm. you know, and they say, oh, it's a white man's religion. Well, over there, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a black man's religion. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, over there, the white men um, are uh, are and, out of place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, in in Mexico, brother Leon Johnson, I preach for him because he's in Mexico doing the same thing. And over there, it's you know the Mexican people's religion. You know, there are many white men up where he is. You know, so. It's it's seen differently depending on where you are. I mean, sure. my friend Hannah in Austria, she, you know, I met her playing a video game. And she <laughs> is a staunch atheist um, who's gotten to the point to where she says, I can't refute anything that you're saying, but I am an atheist and I'm going to be an atheist, mm. you know, and I'll keep talking to you as long as you it's not like talking to a brick wall. And I said, well, that's fine. I'll, I'll witness. I'll witness to you until we're old and you die and I die. <laughs> And she said, well, that's fine. So that's what I'm going to do. But, that's you know, she's cool, grown man. up. Yeah, she's grown up where there's, you know, no Christian presence there in Austria. Hardly any. Austria. You know, is mainly that, Catholic. That's in um, Europe. Dang it. I was going to get yeah. there. All right. <laughs> I was just helping you. I was, I was, I was torn between. music, you know. 
Schwarzenegger. Yeah, isn't Austria Arnold close to Schwarzenegger Germany? He's from yeah, Austria. Yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah. close to yeah. German. Um, I was, I was, well, it was know. on the tip of my tongue. Gosh dang it! <clears throat> People aren't believing because you know the hills are alive over there, dude. <laughs> yeah, they're tree huggers out in Austria. <laughs> Now let me let me ask you this. This is a little bit of a pivot, but I want to yeah, get yeah. I want to get into pivot. something that has been on my mind, and I don't want to accidentally just not talk about this. All right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, bro. So I've been seeing a huge insurgence online because that's the space that we're in with Christian commentators, Christian YouTubers. Uh, basically, like they they comment on culture, they comment on teaching, they. They comment on other people that are teaching the word that they believe might be out of line. And mm-hmm. they also like host online Bible studies and stuff. They're not pastors, but they are people that want to use Christian knowledge to minister, to help and grow to grow a community that's in addition to the local church, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to ask is I actually really believe in this movement. Now, it is going to create controversy. It is going to create um, uh, it is going to create issues as far as like disagreements online. Uh oh. Are you still there? You still you, there, bro? Yeah. You hit upgrade. You hit upgrade. <laughs> did I hit upgrade? You did. Well, that's done. Don't anyway, upgrade. I'm not. I'm not trying to upgrade, dude. It means he's gonna kill this in ten minutes. Yeah, it just means he's gonna kill it. Kill this in ten minutes. All right, how do I get back? Go back to Zoom. Well, this is throwing me all off. Zoom link test, right there. I just got a small window. <laughs> make it bigger. Where did it go? Should have faced that. There it is. Okay. Um, we might have to we might have to restart and take a break in uh, about ten minutes or so. But let me let That's me finish fine. what I was think what I was saying. So when it comes to the online presence of Christian communicators and Christian mm-hmm. content creators, I think that the internet is a unexplored and un unharvested ground for Christians especially, for Christians who know what they're doing online, you know? Mm-hmm. Because right now it's really being <clears throat> ran rampant by everybody but Christians. And I see Christians getting into the space but just like they have zero sea legs. They don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. So their content doesn't reach the right people. It doesn't reach anybody at all at times. Um, or it doesn't reach people effectively because it's like just being thrown in the wind and they're getting false views like on Facebook where people scrolling through, watch a video for two seconds and keep scrolling and Facebook counts that as a view. Ridiculous. But that they're living in like this false world of like harvesting the ground for the kingdom of God through the online world. And there's only a few people yeah. that are really doing that. I want to hear what you guys have to think here in this room. And I also want to hear what Ethan has to think about ideas, thoughts. Like, have you delved into this at all? Like, have you seen I've looked people? into, so I've looked into a little bit of stuff. Um, uh, it's tough, I think for, a lot of Christian commentators, and I don't know what the future is going to hold. What I've seen recently is that there is, it, it doesn't seem to anymore be conservative versus non-conservative. Mm-hmm. It seems to be establishment versus anti-establishment. <laughs> yeah. So you, you saw what happened with um, 
what's his face today? Um, I'm not sure. British long hair. British long hair. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Russell, I just, Russell Brand. Russell Brand, yes. Uh, the uh, you guys, you, New Ageist. Yes. Yeah. You, you've he's, seen he's, what he's, happened with Russell Brand. No, I, did not, I didn't see the news. What happened. So he's definitely not Christian. He got... Right, exactly. And that's that's what I'm leading to. He got... Um, he got copyright... Or not copyright. He got... One of his videos got taken down for misinformation mm-hmm. on YouTube. And he said, wrong. It's not misinformation. It's it's misinformation according to YouTube. And then he showed a video of a lady saying, yeah, the COVID vaccine stops COVID. Mm-hmm. If you have the vaccine, you do not get well, COVID. He's talking about co- the C word. People don't like well, the C words. It's wrong. That's wrong. That's misinformation. And it is up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that is wrong. So Studies have using... found he's using that as an example. He said, we're not wrong. It was not misinformation. So we are moving all of the live shows and and main and primary content over to Rumble. Yeah, which he's been on Rumble for a minute. Russell Brand's actually popping off on Rumble. And he he's popping off on Rumble. Mm-hmm. There's For a lot reason. of people on what Rumble, people on Rumble real? really so, like Russell. What so, is Rumble? <laughs> Rumble is YouTube. But it's a it's it's more anti-establishment yeah. pro pro-freedom of speech. There's not an algorithm yeah. that suppresses information over there. Right. And there's um, hardly an algorithm well, at all, which means it's really hard to get discovered you, on YouTube, Rumble. You can't, you know, I don't know if you know this, but YouTube, if you use the C word, they will suppress your video, yeah. regardless if you're talking positive or negative about it. So, <laughs> so at this point, you know, I think a lot of I think a lot of Christian commentators could find success on Rumble because mm-hmm. it's, it's not as big as YouTube. Um, the audience you're probably going to get more consistent audience over there and it's not i i think as time goes on especially nowadays it's going to become less hyper conservative hyper you know right wing stuff because you go on there and the front page is full of you know, it's all Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all political stuff and Trump stuff. Yeah, Steven Crowder's like number one yeah. creator on Rumble. Um I think in the future it'll become more anti establishment stuff. Like stuff that the government is doing politically that even if you're on even if you're a Democrat, even if you have different views you don't agree with, you don't like, mm-hmm. you can yeah. go over to Rumble and have a platform. That's kind of what I see as the future. I think of Christian commentary, there needs as well. to be well. There needs to be more competition. Yeah, YouTube has been the only name in the game for yeah. so long. They need some real competition. Um, yeah, because they've been able to make all the rules. Yeah, I would agree. Well, if we're being fair to YouTube, which I'm, I'm always gonna ride the middle of this argument. To be fair to YouTube. They have not been nearly as bad as places like Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. True, true. They, Facebook, uh, YouTube has not been nearly as bad as those yeah. companies. They're a good search engine. They're a good video engine, but and they 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 do support creators as long as they're not 
as long causing as, problems. As long as you're saying yeah. what the narrative is. Well, you you don't have yeah. to say what the narrative is. You just can't talk about. The, just don't talk don't about talk any. Narrative. Just don't talk about anything that's against the narrative. If you do what we're doing and we just like review movies, they're yeah. they're not gonna flag us unless we become super political with our movie opinions. You know what I mean? Even the political people are fine. Yeah. It, it, but because it's movie opinions, they don't care. Opinions. They don't care as much. But if you go if you go talk outside about presidents, of that, you talk yeah, about yeah. political stuff. Right. They're going to they're going to get rid of you. Yeah. So, uh, Joshua, what do you think about Christian commentists? Like, do you watch any? What do you think? What do you think the future? What do you think they need? I to don't do? I don't watch Christian commentists co- like people commenting on Christianity. I don't. But in the past year, there's been three YouTubers that I've that I watch that have over a million subscribers that they haven't talked about religion at all, mm-hmm. but have come out because of like podcasts or this or that. And it comes up. They're like, well, do you, what do you think of religion? And they're like, well, I've been a Christian for a while. I just don't talk about it. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there, but yet they just don't talk about it at all. And I think there is more people than we think, but I think, especially in, like, the YouTube game, there is people that just don't talk about it because they don't want to get flagged for religion stuff. So they're out there. They just don't talk about it. I watched, uh, I saw a video today. I was listening to a, it was a, it was a video. It was live last night. Um, and they talk about movies and stuff. And the one guy was going on, he said, I, he said, I think the majority of Hollywood, you know, if, if you're conservative, you've probably gotten out of Hollywood. And, you know, it's just primarily left agenda stuff, blah, 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 going on a going on a, 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 you know, full tilt about Hollywood. And then another guy chimed in. He said, I've worked in Hollywood. I've been around the people. And he says, I think it would surprise you. VFX artists and designers and prop makers mm-hmm. and people professionals in there in their fields he's like I th- there are a lot more conservatives mm-hmm. in hollywood than you think and they just don't say any yeah because they don't get work if they don't say because they don't get work if they don't if they say stuff all right ethan so i want to hear from you getting back into this creator world with like specifically christians because uh j- just to share my thoughts really quick i think it's i i think it's a thing that's extremely needed i think we need creative intelligent educated people on platforms like youtube not just rumble mm-hmm. rumble's a place for people who are outcasts <laughs> but i know it's, it's for people looking for an alternative it's for I people think. looking for an alternative but right now with people pushing it the hardest it is being marketed as outcasts mm-hmm. that's what it's really built its grounds on and um but when it comes to youtube when it comes to the places where people are i want to see more christian educated people be talking about this stuff what do you think ethan like do you think that's something that um you is that something you consume is that something that you're interested in is that something that i don't know maybe you even see yourself in someday uh definitely as um as technology is progressing i definitely think it is something that is extremely needed Mm -hmm. um there is a very large very large presence of christians out there you know doing their best using the internet for putting sermons out for putting messages out you know uh regular 
people, you know, regular Christians, you know, the Bible says, go and draw the world and preach the gospel. You know, that's a general command to all believers. <clears throat> and so I have absolutely no problem with, with, you know, anyone doing that, you know, expositing the word of God. Um, I definitely think there should be more people who are specifically trained to use the internet, to use, you know, the online resources and stuff like mm -hmm. that. <clears throat> because there's so much, so much out there, but it's all, it, none of it's in the public eye. It's all hidden, you know, unless you're a Christian and know where to look and know where to go, you know, you're not going to see it. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one dude, his name is Nabil Qureshi. He was a, he was a Muslim and he was saved, you know, at college by a guy witnessing to him. And, um, whenever I need a refreshing Whenever I need a refreshment on the uh, on the Quran mm -hmm. or or the Hadith, you know anything Muslim related, you know, to refresh myself on the arguments that Christians can use to witness to them, <clears throat> I, I pull up his video. He died of uh, stomach cancer um, about ten years ago, um, but I pull up his stuff that's still on YouTube. You know, yeah. it's, it's um, still a help to you. It's still a witness to you. Yeah. Yeah, but I know exactly where it is. I found it on accident, but I know where it is, you know, and it's probably always going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I am in full agreement, you know, more people need to be trained on how to use the Internet. Um, and But not only that, more people need to, you know, know what they believe, because there's so many people who <clears throat> they become Christians, but, you know, they still don't know what they believe. And then they go dumping stuff on the internet, yeah. you know, that for some reason manages to get popular. <laughs> and then and it, it's, it's like a, a non-denominational category of stuff that it's people who don't really know what they believe and they're causing issues for everyone else. And I'm not denying freedom of speech. Um, but what, I, what I'm saying is, you have so many people doing that. That is what is seen. Yeah. That is what is seen as people who don't know what they're talking about. I, uh, um, I, I want to share this though. So I, I, I follow this guy named Ruslan. He's, he's more of a, uh, modern vibe, but he, he is really solid in what scripture has to say. Um, yeah, just a couple days ago, he was doing a debate with another Christian commentist who was, who they got in some beef. Right. And they were trying to talk it out in the public eye because the beef happened in the public. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it started uh, as like this one guy that Ruslan was talking to, like his theology is a bit strange. He doesn't uh, he doesn't follow the ideals of the Trinity. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, he also doesn't. He believes that he, he's made he's made claims that like people can't be Christians unless they practice in the spirit like tongues and healing. And yeah. so that's like a mm. sign that you're not a Christian. You know what I mean? Some crazy ideas like that. And they started calling like Ruslan called out his mm. doctrine issues. He kind of attacked him personally, saying that Ruslan is like a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then so they had to do this debate. And there was so, like you're saying, Ethan, there was so many more people that were watching that debate and just freaking out in the comments being like, what is this? This isn't helpful. Or, or like taking sides, being like, this guy's right. Screw the other guy. You know what I mean? 
like yeah. four thousand people when Ruslan normally gets like five hundred people show up for a live stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets a lot more on his videos, but for a live stream, he gets about five hundred. That's good. There was four four thousand people watching this heated argument between these two guys that are Christian commentists on the platform. I think that's what you're talking about. You have some people who know what they're talking about and some people who just put out stuff that gets popular where they, they got mm-hmm. some strange ideas, some whack theology, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. The Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the uh the tongues movement and stuff like that is it is pretty whack, you know, but it's it's very popular, you know. Um a lot of the people that believe it come into it and that they are they're already taught it, you know, and then someone comes along and you know shows them scripture and says, Okay, these things have passed away, they're they're no longer needed, you know, this and that, you know. Um so when you but they do have arguments, they do have arguments, mm-hmm. you know, that that if unless you know what you're talking, unless you know what you're doing, you know, you can't refute easily yeah you know so you you have to be careful when you do stuff like that and especially for those you know when you're you have to prepare because you're going to run into people like that and if you're not prepared with an argument then you're gonna you're gonna you know look end up look end up looking stupid you know in that in in a similar vein of preparedness i heard one one person say uh as far as media goes right we're we're trying to we're trying to to create media for uh for people who aren't who 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 are kind of tired of what they're seeing right we're we're trying to create good stuff um i've talked about eric july mm-hmm. who uh who made his own comic book um and he's he's been shipping he just started shipping out orders yesterday i mm-hmm. believe he hit 3.7 million in Holy his crowdfunding cow. goals, the largest comic book mm-hmm. crowdfunding ever. Um he broke all the records and uh the uh, one of the one of the people said uh when it, when it comes to content creation, mm-hmm. um if you're not if you're not with the I, I guess the woke crowd, um just to be generalistic about it. Um, your content has to be top notch. Mm-hmm. It has to be top tier because we can't sit and criticize what Hollywood is doing, and then turn around and make something of it's a trash. lesser caliber, mm-hmm. right? Kind of get or, that vibe or, or, or of like... a comparable caliber. Yeah. We have it has to be up to the standards that we are asking for. Yeah, you know, I kind of get that vibe from like the Daily Wire, Ben yeah. Shapiro's company. They're doing like these films that are very like pro gun, you know, mm-hmm. pro First Amendment, um, free freedom of speech kind of thing, pro America, and you watch the trailer and it just feels cringy. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, no, it <laughs> it's has like the Christian to be, film movement. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you know, if if we're gonna be making films and we're gonna be making content, it has to be good. Yeah, you know, if we're going to be writing books or making comics, you know, whether it whether it have you got to be a good storyteller. You can't just be like 
I'm going to do great because I have God on my side. You know right. I mean? Whether it have our message in it or not, you know, even if it's just for if it's just for everybody to consume, you know, with a superhero story, you know, it has to be good. Mm. Yeah. You, you got to master the art of paraphrase. <laughs> right. You know, you're trying to trying to trying to. Now, we do use Bible verses in regular conversation, but a lot of the time when we're talking about biblical stuff, unless you've spent a lot of hours memorizing, you paraphrase a lot of scripture, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it's natural. It's natural sounding because we do it anyway, but in a lot of Christian movies, you know, they, they do direct quotes of, of scripture and it sounds cringy, or, you or, know, because or they it, sit down natural to conversation. They sit down and have a long scene where they're talking to each other mm-hmm. and it's, it, it yeah. feels awkward. I think sometimes it feels appropriate, but sometimes it feels like strange and not, um, not based in reality. It doesn't feel based in natural. Yeah. The one, the the one that got me was, um, these gods, gods, not dead films are out of control. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, (laughs) what is the one scene with that, uh, with the, you know, the celebrity cameo that was in faith song. What was that? Marcus Lattimore. Marcus, Marcus Lattimore. Lattimore got a football player who was in the NFL before he hit his knee. What was he's like, the got one? A cameo. Um, <laughs> cameo. Uh, War, room. War room. Yeah, War room. That was hard. War room was the one for me because, like, like, uh, what was the one facing the Titans? Facing the Giants. Facing, facing the, the Giants. Facing the Giants. Uh, facing, facing the Giants. Facing the Giants works. Right. It feels. It was great. It moves. Uh, no, it, I didn't it moves, care for that. It moves either. at a normal pace. It has uh, a solid right through line. Yeah, okay? it's got a through line. Yeah. It's elementary, but it has right. a through line. And, and yeah. the acting, yeah. the acting isn't bad, right? It's, <laughs> it's not the best. It's not the best, but, but it's it, not really. It is bad. what I would consider yeah. the base caliber for acting that doesn't feel like that doesn't take me out of it completely. Okay, but what did you think about like Fireproof and Courageous before they came out yeah. with War Room? Those Between two those movies two. in between. I'm okay with both, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. okay Cameron with Kirk Cameron was not bad in Fireproof. Kirk Cameron's a good actor. No, I was about to mention that. I, I do like, I, I do like I, Kirk I Cameron. Like I do Kirk like Cameron. Um, <laughs> you know? I'm okay with both. War Room, it, I, I had gotten to a point where I was like, I enjoy these movies, but I feel like the point of them is to... Is, is lost well, on the majority. It's to make you emotional. It's to make you cry. It's to grab mm-hmm. your and feelings. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Why, it's to cry you, you know? to heaven. Right, I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want mm. the movie to try to get to 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 cry me to heaven. It's like I <laughs> I, I get it sad. I get there's certain emotional parts to uh-huh. these movies, but uh, I War Room was trying real hard. Yeah, <laughs> it tried to get me so hard, and I'm sitting there and you. I'm watching. And I'm just like, uh-uh. I can't do it with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like you like you're watching. You're like you're like. Man, that that's right, but it doesn't feel right watching it on screen. I, I thought, like, I thought it, it, they took they took the elements from all the previous movies that people enjoy, yeah, right, and, and, res- and threw them in, and threw them into this one, and I was like, it doesn't feel. It feels like this is the straw, Man. Yeah. you know, that broke the camel's back. Yeah, I'm cool with all the other ones. I like all the other ones actually. And okay. I, did you see Flywheel though? Because that's terrible. Flywheel that the first. So one, Flywheel's though. the first one. 
Yeah. It was terrible. I'll give it I'll give it a little bit of forgiveness for being the first, the first one. The first one. Um, Our first thing wasn't great either. I know, but the Kendrick <laughs> brothers were in their late thirties when they made Flywheel. Yeah. They should have they should have had yeah. a little bit more emotional intelligence. Our first movie was when we were freaking 14, 13, 12 years yeah, old. No, I'm talking about I, our first podcast was when we were in our 20s. See, so but what? you you go back and you watch Flywheel and you see all the elements yeah. that are in the later movies and are done better in the later movies. Yeah. True. They learned. Um, and it's like all those good elements that are in some of the other ones, I felt, turned somehow into bad elements in War Room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, here's another movie. It was kind of a rinse and repeat situation. Yeah, that we're going to rinse and repeat. We're going to sit down and watch. It's it's going to be the same thing. And it feels like a mix. It, it feels it feels like Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels like. <laughs> Who's made billions off of cheesy films. It feels like <laughs> Christian Tyler Perry. And it's not. Well, Tyler Perry claim, claims Christianity. I I mean I'm I'm talking like I never watched any Tyler Perry film. It feels like Medea? nope. It feels like never one of the Medea. one of the more serious Tyler Perry movies, mm-hmm. um, but with all of the elements of of those other movies yeah. that we're familiar with, and so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Now I was I was you know I saw the cover for War Room come out. You know I heard talk about it and I was like, okay, this is gonna be a film. It's going to be during a war, you know, they're, they're going to be, you know, and, and you know what, it's going to be about, uh, some, some, you know, Christian generals and stuff like that, you know, leading the fight, yeah. you know, struggling. There's going to be you know, layers it, it, to this it, title. <laughs> yeah. It may be, it may, it may cut to, uh, to some soldiers out on the field, you know, and automatically I think of, um, uh, one soldier that, you know, I hear referenced every now and then by pastors, you know. Uh, somehow his story got around, but he was one of those guys that said, you know, that, you know, they gave a suicide mission, go do this, mm. you know, you got to check this or you got to deliver this report, you know, but there's a, you know, 90% chance you're going to die. You know, and he said, well, I know that at this time of day, my mama will be praying for me <laughs> and then I'll go do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that guy went through the war and did that all the time safely, but he would only go out when his mama was praying for him <laughs> at the hour he knew she was praying, you know, and I thought it was going to, you know, have a little cut scenes like that, yeah. you know, because, because that's real that's, stuff. See, that's I cool thought stuff. a similar thing. I thought this is going to be about men who, you know, they're out no, at war. war and not only are they in war, but their wives and their children are at war at home. That's what I yeah. thought it was going to be. I was like, all right, That's this is going to be an interesting one. It's a little bit of a movie about the soldiers, about, yeah. you know, about, you know, our uh, our armies, nope. you know? No, it was it like wasn't. one scene. <laughs> it wasn't. I was, it was, it was about, it was about like the prayer closet and prayer and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah. it felt like it, it hammered, it hammered in all the tropes that we're familiar with, with yeah, the yeah. previous movies. There might be a reason why this was their last film. Yeah. That was the last yeah. one they did, yeah. It's the last one. What um, year did that come out? Like, freaking 2015. But, minute but ago. Yeah, it's going back minute. to my point of your stuff, are, you know, if, if if this is the message we're going to preach, that our stuff has to be solid. Mm-hmm. You know, The Chosen. You got to. Ooh, The Chosen. The Chosen That's is kind of you know, point. Have you hold on. Have you, have you guys watched any of The Chosen? I have. I watched I have. some of The Chosen. I have not. All right, I have. dude. I have. I have not. Not yet. The I haven't cho- seen much, okay. but I've seen... Dallas, the director, 
I can't remember his last name at this very moment. He's a true creative. Mm-hmm. He's a true filmmaker. He knows what he's doing. He knows what how he knows how to write a story. He knows how to craft a story. The Chosen is awesome, and I love the fact that it is the most gritty, crowdfunded project. Yeah. The biggest crowdfunded project. The biggest crowdfunded project of maybe ever on the internet. Well, yeah. I actually saw a video not long ago where Joe Rogan was. Joe Rogan reacting talked about the, about the chosen yeah, because he was uh, like, "How is a crowdfunded thing getting this much?" Nate money? Nate Bergatz or whatever. Yeah. yeah, he he's from he's from Nashville. He knows about the Christian world. He's a clean comic. Mm-hmm. He brought it up on Joe Rogan. He was talking about how this this Christian story is completely crowdfunded, and the app shows you everything. They got Joe Rogan talking about this. Yeah, I if saw you, that. Ethan, you gotta watch the Chosen Man because the Chosen is doing it different. And we could, like, Isn't every... on Peacock now? It, I think for, for a moment it was on Peacock. I don't know if it still is. Oh, okay. But it doesn't matter. You can just go to the App Store yeah. and download it. You can watch it for free. It's not... You don't have to pay any money for it. Um, and if you want to donate after you watch the two seasons that are out, because you if they're really good... Is there only two then now? You can, I thought there was three. They're, they, I think they just wrapped three, so they're okay. in post. But they're doing it... They're doing it interesting. They edit, they edit like two episodes, then they release them. It's not released week by week. It's released like this month we got episode one, next month we got episode two. You know what I mean? Yeah. They finish po. They're releasing as they finish post for each episode. I watched the yeah. Christmas um, special. <clears throat> well, I'll um, I'll I'll watch it. You know, I'll reserve any any comments or anything till I watch mm-hmm. it. But if it's as good as you say, it's then the next good. thing they need to do is, um. Second Samuel chapter eighteen, where Elijah he like kills eight hundred fifty prophets <laughs> on Mount Carmel after the fire yeah. comes down. So I don't know. I'm looking. With his sword. I think they're, follow- oh, man. I, I, following, they're Jesus, following. Jesus. They're following Jesus's life. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. through the eyes of everyone around him, yeah. not through the eyes of Jesus. Yeah. right. So yeah. it's it doesn't contradict scripture, but it definitely it definitely pushes it in and stuff like. There are certain certain things in scripture that is unexplained certain attributes. Like, you know, especially with um Simon, who was yeah. kind of a troubled disciple. Like he had he was it, he was ambitious and he was he was there with you, but I don't know whether it was a fear issue or whether it was like he he bit off more than he can chew constantly. Mm-hmm. Simon Peter had this this personality trait. So what Dallas and the writers of The Chosen have done is kind of lean into some possibilities as to why he was that way. You right. know what I mean? And that's what The Chosen yeah. does. It doesn't contradict the accounts in Scripture. It just adds to the people that surrounded Jesus during his ministry. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think it brings life, even if it's fictional life, I think it brings life to people that we do read about in Scripture and it's not contradicting it. Yeah, like there um, are portions of scripture um and uh when when especially in english you read it and then you see the little the words in italics Mm -hmm. that's there to let you know this was added for you know to help explain you know you know the the verse about not adding or taking away from scripture you know the the translators let you know what they're doing there Mm -hmm. you know and you can you can eat and they it doesn't take away from verses you know you can easily read past that and not you know read the into account 
Yeah, I, you cannot. You don't have to read the italics. Just read over. I sometimes you know, skip so I the think, italics. Yeah, <laughs> just to yeah. see what it I, says without them. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, and I think if you do that with, you know, filmmaking and stuff like that, when it comes to the Bible, <laughs> you have to be you have to be careful. You, you really do. You know, and and I'm kind of worried about watching the chosen and stuff like that. But you know, but you know what? But I will. I think so. I think they. I think they're being. I think they're being blessed. Circumspect. They absolutely. I think they're being blessed. They're being too. blessed. They're telling yeah. a good story. They're telling it the right way, and they are. You know, the people who like the story, the people who love the story, are funding them. Yes, one hundred percent funded through I, the. App. And I think that's. It, it's not like what we got with um, a lot of the TV series and movies that came out a couple years ago. You know, yeah. where it was like, let's let's try to. It felt like they were trying to make money off of the Bible story. Yeah, for sure. It was terrible. I um, at, at, at least the guy playing Jesus hasn't been struck by lightning. Yeah, twice. <laughs> I actually yeah. I've seen interviews with the guy who who plays Jesus on the show. He's extremely cautious and he's extremely humble mm-hmm. and he's extremely meek and yeah. um he's very careful. I think. I think the only thing, the only like career endeavor I've, I've seen him seen advertised for him him outside of playing that role, is he does like a app that reads scripture. So he's one of the voices that reads scripture to people mm-hmm. through the app. So like daily audio yeah. Bibles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So that that's the only, that's the only like money making opportunity I've seen advertised online for him as an individual person. Um, but if you watch interviews with him, he, it's he's very, very. I don't know how to explain it. He's just very meek, very humble. He's yeah. not. He doesn't have an attitude about him. He's not like. He's not like I'm an actor. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I think I think in some ways that the show is being blessed. Uh, I I don't want them to take it for granted anyway. And I know they're very clear about their mission before any money making before any like personal goals of creatives that want to be that are also christian before any of that the goal is to tell one billion people about uh jesus and the gospel of jesus through this narrative story that's the goal of the chosen and they're they've only like the season two ended a little spoiler but it ended as jesus is walking up to give the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Okay. He's walking up to give it. So season three is going to open, hopefully, with this really dramatized account of probably, I don't know if they're going to open and he's going to do the sermon or if they're going to kind of go between, like, events that are coming in the future and him giving the sermon. I got to watch it. It's really good, man. It's really good. But um, I I don't know what else to say. I think, I think there's, but with the chosen as the exception, I personally think if you're a Christian creator, um, you can either just be a creator and just be a good example for online, or if you want to talk about Christian life and doctrine and theology, you got to do like Ethan said. You got to do your uh, research. You have to have a strong base of knowledge behind you. You can't just start doing this, but you. But it's it is necessary. Like, I don't think just creating more and more Christian films, especially people that are ill prepared, is the right answer. 
Yeah. It, it has to be people who are influencing towards uh, righteous living, towards mm. um, honoring God and, and, and pointing their life in a direction that is going to build the kingdom. Yeah, I, yeah. It, well, that's that's the thing I feel like with the other films. It's like it felt like it was like this Christian film is good, people like it. This Christian film is good, people really like it. This fish, Christian Bad. film, wow, this one's great, people love it. And then this one, it's like let's take all those things that people like and make another one. <laughs> and everybody's like, all right, we've seen this before. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and they're, and they're like, "Why did no one like it? Why did? Why, yeah, why was this yeah. one not as success not as successful as the others? Because at the end of the day, you're telling the gospel, but you're also telling a entertaining story, a story, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and Stop doing that. you're trying to make enough money to pay off, pay everyone, pay everybody, yeah. and pay for what it made. So it it I it's not about making money necessarily. It's about making enough money to pay everybody to break even, and then maybe have a little left over to get started on the next thing, mm-hmm. right? But it felt like the last one was like, you know, uh, just the same old thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, and when it feels like that, that's kind of when it feels like it's like it's for the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Nice, yeah. It's not for the message as much as the money. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Joseph. Go ahead. Have you ever seen the movie ben-hur yeah i've seen yeah. it the old one which one with yeah. charleston old heston. one or new yeah. one yeah with charleston heston okay. yep it's super long i, I, I like that <laughs> super long it is super long super. I, I do like i do like it's that good. It's, I, I like that movie the only the only thing that they that they did was had that the the hair of jesus mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah um they made it like they made it like that so you didn't see his face yeah you know the his hair that's the only that's the only thing <laughs> You know, really, I really didn't like. But otherwise, you I was know, I didn't, I didn't think now theologically, was it correct? Well, um, see, well, I don't really. know about that. Well, it took definitely Roman yeah. Catholic inspiration. You know what you was know? more yeah, theological it did. It did. Uh, with Charles Smeston was you know Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. That yeah, was that more was, theologically crazy theology. <laughs> you know, Ben Hur, or first you got Ten Commandments. You got yeah, yeah. Ben Hur, which was excruciatingly long. They yeah. were all long. And then they got Planet of the Apes. Yeah. No, even Planet of the Apes was super long. I feel like I feel like the Ten Commandments held your attention so it didn't feel as long. Ben Hur didn't really get spicy till the very end. <laughs> the, I, yeah. I, it was like you're waiting. It's like you know cool at the happen. beginning, and then there's a long The Charlton Heston movies where it's like, it's like yeah. check this out about Christianity. Also, what about this about evolution? <laughs> <laughs> was the was Planet of the Apes. Charleston Heston's like I'm not picking sides. I've done two Christian films. I, uh, I've done two Christian films. I need to do one about the apes. I gotta reach out. To these, yeah. I gotta reach out to these Darwinists. Um, I what, think that's about our time. Yeah. Honestly. What time are we? We're at? we're at an hour. I think we need to wrap this up. People are either wanting to go to bed, already asleep, or are trying to go out and hang out with friends. It's Friday night. Yeah. So let's wrap this up. We hope that our Christian entertainment conversation <laughs> has uh has. Driven you to make good choices this evening. We went down a rabbit hole yeah. tonight. Yeah, and and yeah, this I think a lot of this conversation goes for any kind of, any kind of any content kind of that you're making. Absolutely, whether Christian yeah. or not. Yeah. Whether Christian or not. So it, what you're saying is we do one Christian film, one not one not Christian film. 
one yeah. Christian film, one not. <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. All right. Maybe uh, that's that's what's next for maybe not War Room. Yeah. It's gonna be a non-Christian. Film. Yeah, it'll be not not War Room. It, it it'll be a film about creators making one Christian film and one non-Christian film <laughs> and trying to ride the line and not make a film to where they can you know be called not Christian. Ooh, it'd yeah. be called it'd be called ride. Yeah. It'd be called ride the. It'd be called riding the line. Riding the line or walking the fence. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. a straddle the fence. Straddling the fence. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. On the fence. On the fence. On the fence. On the, fence. On the, fence. On the fritz. Solid. I don't know. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so Joshua typically ends the midnight special with a, uh, with a quote, but uh, I'm going to plug, well, for everyone listening, check out our episode coming out mm-hmm. Monday morning at 7 a.m. Watch it on YouTube, Spotify, or listen to it on other audio platforms. Um, Ethan, say goodnight to the people, and then Joshua will close us out. All right. I'll end it as Paul ends a lot of his letters. Grace and peace be unto you through God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I feel like Ethan had a great ending. Yeah, I was like, I think it's sacrilegious. Oh. Joshua was like, all right, let me throw in some Nicolas Cage. We're going to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> Smile, my boy. <laughs>